This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, a very good morning to you, Marlins Nation, as we welcome you into another episode of Marlins Rewind. Marlins fell to the Braves last night 7-4. to four. For the recap, as always, here is your radio voice of the Miami Marlins, Kyle Seeloff. Well, back here at Truist Park on this Tuesday night in greater Atlanta, Georgia, in game two of this four-game weekday series between the Marlins and the Atlanta Braves goes to Atlanta. They beat the Marlins 7-4. to Both sides had 10 hits in this ball game tonight. Marlins lost seven on base, and the tying run did come to the plate in the form of Jorge Soler in the top of the ninth inning. But to no avail, the Braves now have a two-games-to-nothing series lead in this four-game weekday tilt. Marlins will see Sandy Alcantara tomorrow, and they are in desperate need of some length from their starting pitchers. Brian Hoeing made his 2023 debut for the Miami Marlins tonight. Unfortunately for Hoeing, after he allowed a first-inning run, he settled in, but it started to unravel a little bit. In the fourth, Hoeing today, three and two-thirds innings, allowed four runs, all earned six hits, two walks, and two strikeouts. And coming into this game, the bullpen had allowed 10 runs, nine earned in the last two games while allowing 13 hits. Now the bullpen tonight in four and a third innings of work allowed four hits. They allowed three more runs. Uh, they walked one and they struck out five, but the bullpen has been taxed. The Marlins do not have an off day until next Monday when they are at home in Miami. That's an off day that splits a three-game weekend set against the Cubs and a three-game set in the middle of next week against these Atlanta Braves. But uh, a tough night once again for the Marlins starting pitchers. Uh, you know, they had been a little bit better in the last couple of weeks offensively. They were able to steal some bases. They had not been striking out um, a ton the last couple of weeks. Unfortunately, uh, Charlie Morton was sensational tonight. He, along with Dylan Lee, Colin McHugh, and Jesse Chavez, combined to strike out 11 Marlins. You know, the Marlins hadn't had a starting pitcher go a minimum of six innings in one full week, uh, that dating back to last Tuesday when Everett Cabrera went six against the San Francisco Giants, so it's been a while. The Marlins did have two full days off on Thursday and Friday in Cleveland, but you can tell um, the lack of uh, starting pitching depth in terms of depth, and I mean getting deep into games in recent days, is starting to catch up to the Marlins a little bit. And again, they will need a really good outing from Sandy Alcantara tomorrow night when he goes opposite of Bryce Elder. Here in this ball game tonight, Brian Hoeing, three and two-thirds innings, allowed four runs, six hits, two walks, and two strikeouts. Charlie Morton allowed a run on three hits in seven innings of work. We'll hear all the highlights in just a moment. Two walks, nine punch-outs for Charlie Morton. The Atlanta bullpen allowed three runs in two innings of work. Charlie Morton, however, is your winner tonight. He improves to three and two this season. Brian Hoeing, the loser, he is now 0-1 after one start here in 2023 for the Miami Marlins. And with the loss, the Marlins, who were all of a sudden uh, 
12 and 9 just a couple of days ago going into last night's ball game or uh, 12 and 10 I should say going into last night's ball game have now all of a sudden lost three in a row and they are back to 500 this season they are 12 up and 12 down and for now the second time this season the Marlins have lost three games in a row we will see if they are able to bounce back behind their ace Sandy Alcantara whose most recent start through the rotation they had to skip because of some mild right biceps tendonitis. But uh, the good news is that the Marlins get their ace and the Cy Young Award winner last season, Sandy Alcantara, back on the mound tomorrow night. Uh, with this setback, the Marlins are now 12-12, and and they now sit four games back of the Braves in the National League East. And for the Atlanta Braves here tonight, it is their 16th win of the season. Braves, with the Mets loss in New York, now have a two-game cushion over New York in the National League East. Let's take a listen to the highlights from this ball game tonight. The Atlanta Braves jumped on Brian Hoeing in the bottom of the first inning. There was a runner at second base, and Austin Riley was at the plate. Now Skip pulls his infield in. Here's a line drive. It's past Hampson up the alley in left center field. That's a one-out RBI base knock for Austin Riley, the superstar Braves third baseman. It's 1-0 Atlanta early. And it would stay that way until Jazz Chisholm Jr. came to the plate with one out, nobody on base in the third. Here's the 2-1. A drive to right center field and deep. Jazz taking a look as that ball is out of here. He got going for home run number four. And the Marlins have tied it up. The Braves did not get anything in the bottom of the third. The Marlins did not get anything off of Morton in the top of the fourth. So this was a 1-1 game going to the bottom half of inning number four. Sean Murphy led off the fourth with a single. Eddie Rosario walked, and after it ground out to second base by Ozzie Albies, pushed the runners to second and third. It was Von Grissom's turn at the plate. Here's the 1-1 line drive. That's a base hit to right field. 1-1 will score. Runner will hold up at third as the throw is cut off by Gurriel, and the Braves regain the lead. It's 2-1 on the RBI by Von Grissom. And they didn't stop there. The next man up is the left-handed hitting center fielder, Sam Hilliard. Runners on the corners, 1-2 pitch. Line drive to left field. That's going to drop with De La Cruz playing very deep out there. Another line drive base hit and a 3-1 Atlanta lead as Rosario scores. And to put the finishing touches on the three-run bottom of the fourth inning for the Atlanta Braves was the left fielder, Kevin Pillar. 0-2 count. Drive the hit in the air to left field. De La Cruz is on the run, and he can't get it. Hits the edge of the grass and off the wall. One run is in. They're going to hold up. Hilliard at third, a double for Pilar. That ball hung up there. I thought De La Cruz might have a shot at it. But it's a double and another RBI, third consecutive RBI hit. For well, and after the Pilar RBI double there in the fourth, and Acuna... Struck out looking against Brian Hoeing. Skip Schumacher had seen enough of his young right-hander here tonight. Hoeing was done. Stephen Okert came into the ball game. He got Matt Olson to pop out to shortstop to end the fourth inning. But it was a three-run fourth for the Atlanta Braves, and they really did not look back in this ball game here tonight. Okert worked a perfect fifth. He actually struck out the side, but the Atlanta Braves would get another in the sixth. Andrew Nardi came into the ball game and exiting stage right was Ozzie Albies. Here's the 0-2 to Albies. He swings and hits it in the air, pretty deep left field. De La Cruz is going back. He's running out of room, and it's gone. Albies has his sixth home run of the season. Braves now lead 5-1 here in the sixth.
And uh, that was plenty for the Atlanta Braves here tonight. That was a 3-4-5-5-1 game going to the top of the eighth. And the Marlins started to make what they would call a little bit of noise. The former Marlin farmhand Dylan Lee came into the ballgame. He relieved Charlie Morton. Garrett Hampson led off the eighth inning with a double. After a strikeout of Jazz Chisholm Jr., Jorge Soler singled. Marlins had a couple of runners on base for Brian De La Cruz. One out, here's the pitch. Lined up the middle and over the glove of Albies. That's a base into center field. Hampson rounding third. Throw comes in. They'll cut it off. He scores. RBI hit for the guy seeing it well. Brian De La Cruz, and it's 5-2. You could just... And the Marlins were really starting to threaten. That ended the night for Dylan Lee. Colin McHugh, who came off the injured list today, came in. First man that he was up to the task facing was Javi Garcia with the 1-1 pitch, ground ball, and a base hit under the glove of Riley. Here comes Soler rounding third, will easily score without a throw. Runners stay first and second. Marlins with three hits in a row, and it's now a 5-3 ball game. Well, this and the Marlins are still trying to put a lot of pressure on the Braves. The next man up was Gene Segura. He had a rocket to Austin Riley at third, who gloved the baseball. The Braves turned a 5-4-3 double play to get out of a jam in the top of the eighth inning. So it was 5-3. Tanner Scott came into the ball game for the Marlins in the bottom of the eighth, and the first man that he saw was Eddie Rosario. Line drive hit in the air to left field. Dela Cruz will chase. It's hit well down the line, and it is gone for a home run. It kept carrying. That wall is angled from 375 down to the corner, 335, and it found the right spot here down the line quickly and just for good measure the next man up Ozzy Albies he thought he would uh, do it again in a, in a matter of a couple of batters uh -oh. Albies hits one deep to left field De La Cruz is back and this ball finds the seats again another Braves homer third of the game back to back 7-3 Atlanta that would end the scoring for the night for the Atlanta Braves and uh, again they didn't need much more help after uh, they really poured it on in this ball game here tonight. Top of the ninth inning in a four-run game, Jesse Chavez came in for the Atlanta Braves. The first man that he faced was Yuli Gurriel. First pitch to Yuli Gurriel, swung on hit high in the air, deep down the left field line. In pursuit, Pilar at the warning track, at the wall. He is hurt. He couldn't make the catch. He slammed into the wall. The ball still laying in left field. Pilar picks himself up. Gurriel's going to try to score, and he does. It's an inside-the-park home run for Yuli Gurriel. Pilar smashed into the wall in left field. Uh, a rather unconventional home run, obviously, but uh, for Gurriel, his second of the season, took. I, I think it caught everybody by surprise, too. Everybody was so focused on Pilar, who absolutely hammered that chain-link fence in left field that for a moment... You forget about Gurriel. Who knows what he's going to do, right? Is he just going to pull into second? Is he going to be content with a triple? On the play, Hilliard in center field was a total spectator. It took him a while to get to the baseball. And, again, everybody was so fixated on what was happening out there with Kevin Pillar, who, who was just laying on the warning track motionless momentarily. You forget about Gurriel, and he just circled the bases. He went into home head first. He scored. Gurriel had himself an inside-the-park home run. After Gurriel's inside the parker, John Birdie bounced out to second. Jesus Sanchez came in to pinch hit. He singled, hit a little blooper to left. After Hampson popped out to short, 
Jazz Chisholm Jr. beat out an infield single. The Marlins had the tying man come into the plate with two outs and two on in the top of the ninth inning and facing his former team and his old haunts was the Marlins' D.H. Jorge Soler. Chavez comes set. Soler with that big open stance. A big swing could tie it. Here's the pitch, swing and a miss, strike three. The ball game is over. Chavez got Soler, who's got a big smile on his face with a slider. And with the loss, the Marlins have fallen back to 12 and 12 on the season. And the Atlanta Braves have taken the first two games in this four-game series this week. They're 16 and 8, 8 above 500. They've got a two-game lead over the New York Mets in the National League East. For the Miami Marlins, here at the top of the ninth inning. One run got inside the park. Homer leading it off from Guriel. Three hits. No errors, two men left on base. Your final score, Atlanta 7, Miami 4. We'll take a look at the totals when we come back in a couple of minutes on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by Auto. Now, tough night for the Marlins. Braves beat them 7-4 for the Marlins here tonight. Four runs, ten hits, no errors for the Atlanta Braves. Seven runs, ten hits, and no errors. Offensively for the Marlins, had a couple of uh, performances of the multi-hit variety. Jazz Chisholm Jr. had a homer. For Jazz, it was his fourth of the season. He hit it with one out, nobody on in the third inning. Chisholm finishes his night two for five at the plate. Yuli Gurriel has uh, not seen a whole lot of time for the Marlins lately as a, a member, I guess you could say, as the in the starting lineup. But uh, he, he has really been reduced to being a bench player. But every time he plays, he, he, it, would, it feels anyway like he's getting a couple of hits, and he gets two more here tonight. Guriel has upped his season average to 293 and hit his second homer of the season in the top of the ninth inning, the inside the Parker. Um, other performances for the Marlins tonight. Hampson had a hit. Jesus Sanchez had the pinch hit in the ninth. John Birdie had a hit. So too did Avi Garcia. He had an RBI. De La Cruz was one for four with an RBI. And uh, Jorge Soler was one for five with a run scored for the Marlins tonight. For the Atlanta Braves, who have now hit eight home runs in this series, Ronald Acuna Jr. was two for four with a double and a run scored tonight. Austin Riley had a hit. So too did Sean Murphy, Eddie Rosario, Von Grissom, Sam Hilliard, and Kevin Pillar. Ozzy Albies was two for four. A couple of runs scored, a couple of homers, a couple of RBIs. Albies hit his seventh home run off of Nardi, leading off the seventh. And, uh, well, he had his sixth in the sixth and his seventh in the eighth. Both of Ozzie Albee's home runs tonight were uh, solo shots. Again, he led off the sixth inning with the homer, and then uh, the Braves went back-to-back -back there in the eighth inning with Rosario and Albies. Offensively for the Marlins, they were 3-for-8 with runners in scoring position. The Braves were 4-for-10, hoeing 3-and-2-thirds in a starting role for the Marlins tonight. Four runs all earned, six hits, two walks, two strikeouts. Charlie Morton, seven strong innings. He collected his third win of the season for the Atlanta Braves. Total game time, two hours and 32 minutes in front of 34,059 on a uh, chilly Tuesday night here in Atlanta. We'll uh, hope, we will certainly hope, hope, hope that the weather holds off here in Atlanta tomorrow night when Sandy Alcantara goes opposite of the right-hander Bryce Elder. For the Marlins on the mound tonight, they strike out seven. That means that $175 will be donated to AutoNation's Drive Pink Initiative to fight against cancer. For every strikeout this season, $25 will be donated to the Drive Pink Initiative. All right, Kyle, thank you very much. What did we learn? Well, we learned, and if we didn't know it already, the Marlins starting pitching has to figure out ways to get past the fourth, fifth inning because 
as of late, it's been all about the bullpen. And yesterday we saw Tanner Scott give up a home run, and it's meant to happen as we go through this 162-game season where the bullpen is just going to run out of juice. And they have kept the Marlins in a ton of games this year. Starting pitching needs to figure out a way to get past that fifth, sixth inning and start to give this bullpen a little bit more of a rest. All right, let's head down to listen to what Skip Schumacher had to say following the 7-4 loss to the Atlanta Braves. Skip Morton, how would you guys to one run and a couple late comebacks there for you? How would you sum this one up? Yeah, he uh, threw a lot of ground balls at us um, and, you know, just another good pitcher. Um, fastball was... Um, Good two-seamer, good curveball combination. Um, we just couldn't get it up in the air and a lot of ground balls and um, just couldn't get enough in towards the end to, to at least tie. I know you spoke about him a little bit earlier, but just what makes that curveball just so difficult to hit? Uh, the way he throws it, it's the same release point as the as the 97-mile-an-hour sinker. So it's one goes one way, the other one goes the other way. and It's it's really difficult to um, to pick up until really late. And uh, you think it's going to pop up and you can see it right away and it kind of hangs there but then it dives away and um it's just been a really good pitch for a really long time and um gave us trouble tonight and the Braves threw more home runs tonight just one of those lineups where you feel like you kind of pretty much have to be perfect can't make any mistakes huh yeah yeah they have a good they have a good lineup up and down um switch hitting uh, they have a good bench um yeah it's one of the better offenses in the league and and uh, they still have a couple guys that are coming off the DL here soon. So it's a really good lineup. Um, felt like we were in it until the end there. Um, credit to our guys that came back and made a run at the thing. But, um, yeah, they, they had another good offensive day. Hoeing, what did you see from him? It seemed like the first three he was doing well, and then they got to him in the fourth. Yeah, the first two were good. Uh, the first two we had uh, the velo was up. Uh, the movement was really good. Felt like the last two, um, the velo was a little down and the movement was a little down, and and they they took advantage a little bit on him. Um, uh, unlike Morton, uh, he got a lot of balls in the air. Uh, Morton had a lot of balls on the ground. It's just the you know the difference there. But um, I thought the first two innings were really really good um, and something to build off. I think you said pregame just the idea of him having three pitches that change up he barely threw. How tough is it against a lineup like this? Just you know two pitches, the sinker and the slider. Yeah, I thought the slider was working really well. So. Um, there wasn't really too uh, reason to go away from it. Um, you know, maybe could have utilized it. You know, towards the end of his outing, but I thought this the you know sinker slider combo was was working at least the first time through. Um, but again, just not enough gro- uh, balls in the ground, um, and you know they kind of took advantage of that. You mentioned the rally bids late. Uh, De La Cruz the ten pitch at bat, and then Avi getting our hit back to back. Just the two of them specifically seeing that, them do what they were able to do, uh, cut it close. Well, yeah, we need Avi to go. I mean, he knows that. You know, he's frustrated, and yeah, um, you know, he wants to help us. And I felt like the couple good games in Cleveland hit the ball hard, um, home run there, and a um, couple good at bats here. So um, yeah, it was good to see him. You know, uh, an RBI hit. Um, De La long at bat, um, really good. Drove it up the middle. He takes good at bats. You know, he just it feels like every day he takes a couple good at bats, and he's becoming a really good you know big league hitter. Um, Sanchez, good, good, tough at bat, pinch hit. So, you know, there are some positives on the offensive side. It's just a little bit, you know, too little, too late. Yuli, mm-hmm. uh, the inside park home run, just the hustle to get around when you saw what was what went, what happened in the outfield with Pilar going for the ball. He ran into the wall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's, uh, um, you know, Pilar was, you know, he's a really good outfielder. You see him making highlight play after highlight play and um, aggressive play, and 
you know, if you're a pitcher, you want to see that out of your outfielder, you know, trying to save, you know, hits and runs. And, um, you know, that's, uh, but, you know, credit to Yuli, he was hard out of the box and um, you don't get a home run unless you, you don't get a triple unless you're hard out of the box. And so that's the way he's supposed to play and, um, and exciting moment for him. But, you know, again, just a little bit too late for uh, we need more runs than that one. How difficult was it to get to give up so many hits on 0-2 counts in a game? Yeah, we couldn't put them away. Um, you know, they had a good two-strike approach, and um, you know they're, they're just good major league hitters. You know, a couple couple home runs on two strikes, um, and so yeah, that's that's uh, you know that's the tough one when you can't put the put them away. And um, but again, that's just a it's a good hitting lineup. We just got to figure out how to how to you know when we're ahead of the count to to get them out and, and put them away. Yeah. So you said it before, obviously you're not going to go the whole season with just five starting pitchers, but eight already through 24. Just sort of what's the state of the rotation? Maybe probably not how you guys drew it up at the beginning of the season, but just how. Yeah, no, we didn't. We felt probably Cueto was going to be in there. We probably thought Castano was, wasn't going to be hurt right away. And, um, you know, this is just the reality of where we're at. And, you know, a lot of teams are going through this, not just us. And, you know, you're going to be tested on your depth eventually. Um didn't think it'd be this early, but this is what we're, you know, this is where we're at. I still think we have enough to win games. And um, I think if, you know, if Hoeing looked good the first two innings, again, we can build off that, we can build off Cabby. Um, you know, he's had good ones, some bad ones, some good ones, some bad ones. You know, we get some consistency out of him. We'll be fine. Zeus and Sandy are going to be Zeus and Sandy to me. We'll have a chance to win every single day. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I mean, we, we Brax has been great. He really has. Um, so, I think we have enough to win win baseball games. It's just we we're putting ourselves in a hole pretty early, and it's just tough to fight back from in that big of hole. So I'm um, just trying to keep that team over there within a couple runs, so, so we can, you know, get back into it. I thought Smeltz had a great outing today, um, you know, to keep us in the game, um, and you know that's what we need out of our pen. And they've been doing it all year long so far, as they kept us in striking distance. And um, you know, you just never know. We could we can come back. We have enough to come back, and uh, we showed tonight. How badly do you need Sandy to have a strong start tomorrow with how much you've been using your pen in the short starts from the starters? Yeah, I think he wants it, you know, just as much as maybe more than us, and we want it. Um, uh, you know, we're this, the guy is uh, not happy. He wasn't throwing a couple of days ago. Um, so I'm looking for uh, toward tomorrow, forward to, forward to tomorrow. Um, I think all of us are, and, and seeing Sandy, and he's uh, he's definitely ready to go. Okay, that was manager Skip Schumacher. Let's head down and listen to what Brian Hoeings had to say following his three and two-thirds performance, six hits, four runs. Uh, let's hear what Brian had to say. Brian, Skip, happy with uh, your first couple innings there the th- in, in the third inning, the second time around against this lineup. What what adjustments did they make, would you say? Yeah, they. Uh, I think they were toning in on my slider that was kind of staying up there towards the end. Um, I wasn't executing where I wanted it to go. Um, it's a good team. They're taking taking advantage of the uh, miscues I was throwing. Um, it's just frustrating because you know I wanted to give this team a chance to win tonight, and I definitely didn't do that job. And how difficult is it against a lineup like this just to make those adjustments in the fly as, as quickly as they adjust to you? Yeah, it's tough. I mean, these guys are good. Um, hitting's tough, but sometimes they make it a little they look a little bit easier. Um, and it's just yeah, just getting ahead and finding the out pitch. I feel like I was in some pretty good counts tonight. O two, one two, and just kind of get that right pitch um, in that fourth inning to get to get a nice ground ball, double play or anything, or a strikeout. Um, they were finding a way to find it in the gap. Oh, yeah, I mean you mentioned uh, being a lot of ground balls on AAA. They were getting in the air. Just how tough was that? And just again with that lineup, just knowing that it gets in the air 
got a chance to do stuff. Yeah, I would say these guys definitely lift the, the ball. Um, you know, the guys in AAA tend to hit that ball into the ground and allow me to get a double play. Um, but here, they, they do a pretty good job lifting that ball in the air. And like I said, they're finding the finding the holes, doubles. Um, it's just, yeah, it's tough because I'm a ground ball pitcher when I throw that sinker, and when you don't get it, it's, it's a little frustrating. You're pretty 50-50 between the sinker and the slider. Just change up not as much. Was that, a, I guess, a result of the other pitches working? Was it just what the hitters were kind of giving you in terms Yeah, of I would say... Um, the, the sinker and my slider are my top two pitches. Um, I know I should probably throw a couple more change-ups in there, but in the heat of the moment, I wanna, if I'm going to go down, I want to go down with my best pitches, and um, that's what we were feeling tonight. Okay, that was Brian Hoings. We are back at it tonight, 7.20 from Truist Park. Uh, game three of this four-game set is going to be Sandy Alcantara on the mound for Miami. He's had a couple of days extra for a rest. Uh, battled that bicep tendonitis hoping Sandy comes out and gives us a tremendous performance because right now the Marlins definitely needed to snap this three-game losing streak I've got Marlins on deck at 650 first pitch 720 thanks for rewinding with us Marlins Nation let's flip the M together Miami this is the Marlins Radio Network driven by AutoNation hey Rob Bradford here you guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story and one of the best stories is wasabi technology wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams including 20 major league baseball teams like the red Sox and nhl teams like the bruins and vancouver canucks even the liverpool football club is getting in on wasabi action so why is wasabi the mvp well wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the amazon's the world are charging in fact wasabi is up to 80 percent less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data from wasabi's ai enabled intelligent media storage wasabi air to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals data deletion and ransomware wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.